All right, we are back. It's the Just Offside podcast. Myself and Michael Pavella are joined by another special guest today. Very special. Um, he is um, a former Toronto FC player. He has gone and played with Vaughn Azuri, Ottawa Fury, York Nine, and now is with Athleti, Athleti Ottawa. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Atletico Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> it's my boy, Chris Manalo. And Chris, thanks so much for joining us, bro. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, you know, I'm Played with uh, with Keith for a while, and uh, now yeah, he's doing man. it, and I, and I love it, man. It's good to see. You. Yeah, good to see you, bro. So how's life? How, how's life in the bubble? What's up? Oh, ah, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. Just cooped up in here, doing absolutely nothing, going to and from training, hopping on a bus, just straight back into the hotel room, sitting around watching Netflix. That's the, it. The normal, the normal stuff you do on a on an away trip, on except you can't crawl for even a walk. Oh my god, bro! Not great. <laughs> So what you guys usually train oh, in man. the mornings? Yeah, it's the kind of schedule's been all over the place. You've kind of afternoons. It, there's eight teams staying in one hotel, so they got to kind of manage the schedules of like when buses are leaving. So <laughs> it's 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 been all over the place. We've trained at eight a.m. We've trained at eight p.m. So oh it's been a, it's been uh, I get it. They're trying, but it's just yeah. Different. And when did you guys get there? We got here uh, June sixteenth. So we've been here like. Four and a half weeks now, just over a month. Oh my god! Yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, um, <laughs> eight eight teams are there as well. Yeah, like, all eight of us. So it's like strange because you know you play a game and then you yeah. see these guys just like at the hotel and it's like I just beefed with this guy on the field. <laughs> yeah, I have to just like, see it later. It's like all right, I'll just. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just weird. Yeah, no, I get that, bro. You get caught up at like the ice machine grabbing <laughs> ice, and you're like, oh no. It's even weirder because we all have our own floor, and like for example, the ice machines are only on like uh, even number floors. So I, I like I go into the floor that's not mine, and I'm like wearing my gear, and then like people are out there, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't like, leave me alone, you know." <laughs> that's hilarious that's jokes man so how was uh because uh i saw that you guys obviously the partnership happened with uh athletical madrid man how was the preseason out there and everything awesome i mean we we actually we were only supposed to go for a month but then like covid's have i mean covid happened covid was still like there and yeah pretty much you know still a still a huge part of of everything and everyone's lives so we had to extend it an extra month because the season got postponed ended up staying there two months which was which was pretty cool because like the facilities and stuff, like we're looking at Atletico Madrid's first team, like Instagram and like their preseason. It's exactly the same place as we were. Yeah. So it's pretty dope to see like the training facilities, the gyms and stuff like that. And, you know, like all these top talent, like literally top tier footballers are like doing the same stuff as us. So it's, it's pretty cool to see. And, uh, you know, and even seeing like some of the youth players yeah, like, and like these guys, you just know, like they're just going to be absolute ballers when they grow up and they're so like 16 years old. And like, they're just, the way they move is just, it's just ridiculous. It's just like another level. That's wow. crazy, man. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome to see though, because you don't experience that stuff. Exactly. Know? Was that your first time in Spain? Uh, actually, no, I had been to Valencia and, and Barcelona before for more for vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had a little, I played a little bit in Valencia, just outside of Valencia, kind of right, right after I was with Vaughn. So I kind of had the experience with a little bit of Spanish football, but it was like in the lower tier. Yeah, and then just seeing these guys, just just a different world. You know what I mean? Like a completely yeah. different world. It's awesome. Though. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say, how was it like? Obviously, two months of being in Spain, food wise, drink wise, like the way of life. Like, did you get to take that all in, or were you kind yeah. of stuck in like a hotel yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, no, we, we actually did because like as much as we were in a bubble, like we had to be safe, right? Because yeah. obviously yeah. COVID and whatever. But uh, we actually had the chance to go out because it was strange. Everything was open. Like everything was open. Indoor dining was open. Like it was it was normal life. So we landed and this we had to do our PCR test and stuff like that. But if I really wanted to, I could have gone out to like a, a restaurant and not have been broken, breaking any laws. Uh, so it was okay. cool to see. So we were able to experience a little bit, obviously, eat some paella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It's so like cliche, but like, of course, we're going to have, we got to try when we're out there. So we eat some fire and it was, uh, it was cool to see. I mean, they eat dinner at like nine, nine thirty. Yeah. And like at home, I'm like in bed at, like, <laughs> and watching Netflix. So it's like half asleep eating dinner, but it, it was cool to see. It's cool to like experience at least. That's yeah. That's what I could. Yeah. It was dope. Did you guys get to watch? Oh, you can't even watch games. No, I can't even. No, what? Go to the- it's crazy because we were we were going to. It's funny that you asked that. We were literally planning on going to. 
Um, our, our CEO and president uh, is good friends with the head honcho of Atleti, like the whole, yeah. the big, the big guy. And uh, he had asked La Liga for us to go into a match, you know, following the safety protocols and stuff like that. And they said, yes. And then uh, I don't even know what happened. It was like something with the club. And then it was the day of the game. And they're like, oh, like you can't go type of thing. But we, was, we were all planning on it. Like it was, it was planning. We we're going to go to see them at like their home stadium. And mind you, like this is the time where they're fighting for the championship. Yeah, you know? exactly. They're supposed to win the title. And they, they were like three games out from winning. And to go see them like live would have been dope. I mean, even being in the city was pretty cool too. Yeah, that's dope. Could imagine i would love to see diego simeone like up close like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny because like I, I i didn't even get to see him at all so I, I won't even lie about that but just like hearing stories from people who have been around him they just say he's like the most intense guy <laughs> just like and it, like you can see it on tv this guy, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah here's the shit out of you you know what i mean <laughs> through the television set so it's like imagine seeing this guy in training just like yelling at you it's It'd be pretty cool, but yeah, it's uh, you could tell he has like the influence on the entire club, though. Like they're very yeah. structured, and like he's like the perfect man for them, you know. Yeah, I've wanted him. I've loved him and rated him for a while, and always wanted yeah. him to come to like Arsenal and stuff. But yeah, yeah it just seems like that's his club. Like he's never gonna leave. I think he just signed an extension as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's his home, man. Oh yeah. Did you get a chance to meet like any of the players or like see any of the players on the current team? Saw them, yeah, I just kind of saw them from a distance. Didn't really get to meet them. COVID, obviously, so yeah, them, yeah, true. You know, and they don't want to. They don't want to compromise like a thing. And some of the boys saw Joao Felix, and that was like the the moment of their lives for sure. And, <laughs> and uh, they, they love that. But uh, yeah, interacting with them was tough just because the situation we we're in. True. Fair enough. Yeah. So, Chris, obviously, you've had a great soccer journey, man. But, like, take us to the start of it, man. Your youth soccer. Where'd you grow up now? Take us. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, at the beginning. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far back as I can remember, like, we all kind of remember little kids soccer playing when you're six and seven. You have, like, yeah. a club. I think it was with, uh, it must have been, like, High Park or something in Toronto. But then, like, the most, like, memorable times were at, like, Spartacus in Toronto. North Spartacus, North. yeah. Spartacus, and we were, like, uh, battling those teams like Ajax and Pickering and all of them, you know what I mean? And going yeah. through those OYSL days. And then, so who are the young, who are the other kids you're because you're in 94. Who are the other I'm kids? 94 so guys, maybe like Bryce Alderson. Oh uh, yeah. I remember Bryce, Kevin yeah. Alleman. Now he's at Winnipeg, you know, yeah. Piet, uh, Mark Anthony is on the team, Sergio right. Camargo. So like all those guys uh, were my age. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then basically like from the OYSL days, move into TFC Academy where I met Keith, and then I uh, kind of went through that process together. And, you know, like, I mean, it, that the experience was like, stay with me forever. You know, I, I met yeah. people within that academy system that like, even if I don't talk to like consistently, like we're still cool. You know, it's like that we were, we were literally a family at that time, like yeah. schooling together, eating together at all times. And like, those are the best days that I can remember is really within the TFC Academy because it was, it shaped me, you know, it shaped yeah. my relationships or shaped everything. So I'm, I, I love that. I love that time in my life. But how about even before that, um, joining uh, the provincial program? So you were there for three years too, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So before I ended up TSC, I was at the provincial program. And yeah, it was, it's a, at the time, it was like the cream of the crop. You know, right, everyone right. wanted to like yeah. go into the provincial I, program. Bro, I still remember because we obviously you guys came in the year after. I still remember like we were watching, I think uh, you guys had a game. You're just like at the beginning and like we're yeah. looking like, who was this little kid? <laughs> <laughs> had the long hair. He had like the long, like mess when Messi was young, that long messy hair. Of, like, yeah. like who's this kid? Sa- little kid saucing everybody on the field. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 hilarious because I looked pictures. I was literally like four <laughs> eleven. <laughs> I was so tiny and I had long ass hair and like everyone's like, "What's wrong with this guy? Is that a girl out there?" And I was like, "No." Oh. But uh, yeah, I what remember. Trip, what trips did you guys people? take with the with those teams? Where do you guys right? go? What trips did you guys get to take? We went, uh, at U14. So I was there U14, U15, U16. At U14, we went to San Diego. It was like the California trip. And that was with yeah. Jim Canavan and Ian Skitch. Those are the managers. Yeah. yeah. U15? I think U15 was Switzerland. Switzerland and Italy. Like we did like, uh, we went to like Milan, I think. We went to like an AC Milan game. Yeah. And then I think U16 was France. Or it might have been like one of the, uh, I don't know. what. Yeah. But it's France. Yeah. Yeah, yo, we, it was crazy, man. We did some cool ass trips because, like, like we went to like we went to an AC Milan game. We went to a, a Marseille game the other year, and like 
that was my first real experience with like major clubs, you know, because yeah, that was for us too. That yeah, time. For, for major clubs. Cause you don't, you don't get that. Right. And then yeah. you obviously know who these clubs are, you know, who these teams are, you know, who these players are. And then seeing like, we played against AC Milan's like youth team. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, how was a kid from Toronto? Like, <laughs> I know. like I go, I go to this like random school in Toronto and now I'm <laughs> I've thought about it. I would like wonder who was on those youth teams. That, like, Yo, that's what we wonder too. What I mean, when we went to France, when we were 15, we played uh, La Harve. And yeah, that's, yeah. Where, that's where Pogba and them, and he's a 93. So, like, we could have played Pogba. Could have been there, you know what I mean? Like, Varan, we played Lons, Varan was at Lons too. So, we could have played Varan. Like, it was crazy. I, I would love to know who was actually on that team and, like, and go back and see those rosters because there's no. definitely some big name players, you know? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. those are, yeah, those are definitely the first times, like, Get Probably played against like a Bumiang. A Bumiang was back at uh, Milan at that time. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Potentially, yeah. Like, <laughs> keep keep yeah. laughing, no chance. <laughs> a Bumiang, man. Yeah, he's at AC Milan. He's in the youth academy. Yeah, but he's also way older. I don't know, man. Not that So how uh, how did this uh, TFC come about for you? For you guys, yeah. your age group. Yeah, because we're like. I remember U16 was a strange year because we didn't really know what to do after that. And I remember Patrick Tobo, the coach at the time, was trying to like not force us, but like keep us together because the way it worked is like after the provincial program was done, I think it was like around March. I think the nationals were like in July or something like that. So there was like a gap where you went yeah. back to your club teams, right? And like tr- played with your leagues. So like he wanted to like keep everyone together and he wanted everyone to go to like, uh, I think it was Portugal SC with like, Patrice and, and them and, and Carmen Asako. Okay. And I remember he was trying to tell us to go there, but then TFC Academy was just starting. It was like on the, it was like brand, yeah. brand new. Brand no new. one knew anything about yeah. it. The MLS was kind of like a weird league that nobody really wanted to play in type of thing. Yeah. Like during the first, it was just like strange. Yeah. And I remember I had the option to go to Portugal SC and then I had, I've been approached by Stuart Neely because he was yeah. part of like whatever the program. And, and he's like, Hey, there's this opportunity to come to, you know, TFC Academy and, and this and that. And I said, I remember talking to my parents and I just made the decision to go. And I think it was literally like, it might've been only been three or four of us on that team, the U16 team who actually decided to go to actually TFC went. Academy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we were looked at like the weird ones, you know, we were the weird ones for yeah. going through because they're like, Oh, why are you going to go to this and blah, blah. Like, why aren't you going to come to Portugal SC? And then, yeah. So then I ended up just going there and then I just stayed there. So it was yeah. kind of like the best decision I could have made. True, yeah, because not a lot of your young 94s, not a lot of them ended up oh, there. And, and honestly, it was a strange team. Like, my age group in the, at the TFC Canyon was a strange I'm, – I'm, I mean, strange in the fact that, like like I said, provincial team was, like, the cream of the crop. If you were in yeah. that program, it was whatever. And then not a lot of them were there. It was almost, yeah. like, at the second team of, like, what the provincial team would be. And then we ended up being probably, like, better than them at times. Yeah. Them and, like, beating them. So it was, it was a strange team to look at it that way. But, I mean, it ended up working out. Working out, right? Yeah. yeah. So – Talk about your, uh, did you get to go into any youth cups or any of that with the, the yeah. That was cool. yeah, we went to the Dallas cup, actually, I think it was the Dallas cup in my second, oh, I went to MLS youth cup in the first season. Yeah. That was pretty cool. We played like Chivas, uh, Chivas. LA Where was Dallas. that for you guys? That was the first year was in Houston. It was in Houston the first year. Hot as hell, man. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Oh, Houston is hot, man. <laughs> played a, uh, Oh, we played Tigris's youth team and we got destroyed. <laughs> Absolutely slapped. And we were just like, I remember, I, I don't remember a lot of certain games, but I just remember this game. I was looking around like, yo, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I was so tired. It was so hot. I was like, yo, get me out of here. Please. I got to, I got to leave. So that was huge. That was the first year. And then we ended up going to Dallas Cup, I think. Uh, and the biggest biggest name player at that team, uh, at that tournament, was Yanazai. He was at United, and United was at that tournament. Like, oh, true. No way. So Yanazai was like the new the new wave of – Yeah, like, I remember Yanazai, yeah. Uh, went to Dallas Cup, and then we went to MLS Youth Cup. I think it was the next year in uh, – I think it was Dallas again. I think it might have been Dallas. It was like it was all Texas, though. I never yeah. went anywhere else. Yeah, I know. But it was cool experiences, man. Like, oh again, yeah, it was amazing. Like, yeah. Playing these youth teams and actually, Diego Fagundes was another big one. We played New England. Yeah, he was, like he was a new boy. Yeah, around. I think he's Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's still he was, playing. He's still killing the league right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's doing well. Um, talk about our. Uh, <laughs> we talked about going to school together, and what do you remember from Von Rode Academy and those? Right. Uh, that was, that, was, that, <laughs> that was so crazy times. I don't even know how. Like, yeah, 
there's some some experience i remember being like this literally little white kid like <laughs> five two five three standing and like i watching my teammates like my good friends like rap battle in the stairway like, <laughs> be anywhere near there and like i'm just in there and like i'm like this is the the funniest shit i've ever been <laughs> I was like so grateful for even being allowed in the stairway. You know? <laughs> yeah. it was amazing. It was it was so funny, but it was it was a weird experience because I mean, as you know, Keith, like we would get picked up at like twelve. Sometimes we went yeah. to school for like an hour. An you know? hour, bros. Like, yeah. We didn't even have like a real high school, but then we get picked up by. I remember Jason Bent used to drive that. <laughs> yeah. Jason Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Mad Ryan, who was probably the most insane person I've ever met in my life. Oh my god. Just went like a hundred on like a forty. It was like. <laughs> 10 kids back there who are like 14, 15, 16. <laughs> like, yo, relax. But yeah, it was fun time. We used to get picked up and then we used to play soccer tennis. Bro, that's the thing, pal. We just have the soccer tennis room and we play that from like 12 o'clock till we train at like four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We People used to get mad at each other. People not talking to her training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff just, going on at soccer just, I remember going, I remember leaving that room sweating and just she's at all of my teammates. Like if I lost, I was just pissed at everyone. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. But that, those times were like like i said like cherish those times so much because it's like literally like i made friends like yourself that yeah. you know even if we we're, we're not connected for a while like we're still cool like it's just exactly. we're all good people around and and good coaches good it was just a good environment to be in i'm like i'm so happy that i had that chance to do that stuff man. Yeah. awesome yeah that's the good thing about sport i think like with anything you just like yeah. reconnect with like teammates coaches whatever it's just, like that unity that everybody has especially when you have like those shared experiences and moments you just like can't yeah. beat them no it's crazy and the, and the world is like the community is so small like yeah like it's like probably the most popular sport if not the most popular sport in the world but the community is so small like yeah. everyone kind of ends up connecting with some way or another you always have mutual friends and it's like it's cool to see all these connections that I'm making and have connections to, yeah, keep, yeah. Have connections to you know, and it's just like, we're all yeah. placed in this. And then we all kind of find this like center hub that we all have some sort of connection to. It's awesome. It's sick. No, yeah, that's wicked. So how did, um, talk about that, making that jump, man. Cause you obviously got to make the jump to the first team. Talk about yeah. uh, maybe conversations you had with your family or with the staff too, when making that. Yeah. Jump. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, it must've, it was 2014, I believe. Um, I was with the academy. Uh, we didn't have a second team yet, so we we're playing in League One Ontario still. I think it was one of the first years in League One Ontario. We played. Yeah. And we had a we had a dope squad. It was like Mark Anthony. It was like Mo Babuli, myself. Yeah, like we were a really yeah. really good team in League One. Uh, Manu Aparicio was there. Like really good team. And then um, I remember Ryan Nelson. I think just got fired, and Greg and the whole staff took over almost like immediately. Yeah. And. Uh, then he remember he called me. It was like the night he got hired, called me and said, Hey, like, would you come to training in the morning? Like need numbers type of thing. And I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, absolutely. Whatever. Showed up to training. I didn't really think anything of it. You know, uh, young boy kind of, you know, you're up and down with the first yeah. time, whenever they needed players, you kind of just go up and, and train with them. Called me in. I ended up staying like two or three weeks training them consistently. And then, uh, I remember I was eating lunch with Wags, one of our like mutual friends. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, I got, I got a call and, and Greg was like, Hey, it was Tim Bezvichenko and Greg, and they're like, hey, like, um, we left off your pro contract. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I remember, I remember Wags actually paid for my lunch because I was, like, rattled. And, he just <laughs> and I remember just bolted home with him, and he came, and then we drove up there, and then I just signed. And it was, it, meant, and it honestly happened, like, within, like, an hour because, like, it really? was no questions. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was, we already knew, like, I wanted this. My parents knew I wanted this, and then that was that. And, uh, and then I, that was it. And I was just, you know, I, I was there. I didn't play as much as I would like to, you know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get as, I didn't get any games in the MLS, but it's even just kind of traveling. I was traveling for, for quite a bit in my first season and, and just being around like, you know, Michael Bradley and these, these guys, and just yeah. seeing them and, and what they do was, was such an experience for me, you know? No. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Talk about it though, man. Cause it is tough. People don't know, like, trying to break through it's not as easy as it is uh it may look for some people some people get their chance make it and they go yeah. but then I talk about how you know you struggled a bit but yeah. you kind of talk about those lows you had um, no absolutely yeah. times, this, uh, this game is literally a roller coaster man oh like, yeah as everyone knows like there's there's highs of highs and the highs are the best and then there's lows of lows that like you just want to bury yourself and for me it was it was always um, a struggle trying to get minutes with the first team at all because 
um, you know, whatever it may be, it's a game of opinions. Maybe Greg didn't think I was ready. Greg maybe think I was mature enough, whatever it may be. I, I don't necessarily know because I didn't really have those conversations with him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's never easy because at the end of the day, when you're a player, you want to play, you want to be on that field, no matter where it is, no matter what it is you want to play. And when you think you can contribute to a team or at least maybe try to at least get your opportunity, it's tough when you don't. And at the time, looking back, I was not sour, but I was just more upset than I think I had to have been. Yeah. Should have been because, you know, and, I, and it's not like my level dipped because I knew if I knew if I was upset or if my level dipped, then it would just make everything worse. Everything you know? worse well, yeah. now you're never going to get an opportunity because now you're pissed and you're not playing well. So it's like, exactly. well, no, you're not going to get anything. So I remember just kept telling myself and my agent kept telling me like, train well, train well, train well. Um, and you'll get your opportunity. I mean, the opportunity never really came. I, I got some friendlies in, I got some Canadian championship games, which were pretty cool. Never got to MLS, but it's just one of those things where you just got to understand. And I didn't understand the time that, um, it's more reasonings than you think that you're not necessarily playing. It's not necessarily because you're good enough or you're not good enough. It could be the manager doesn't think you're good enough or the manager doesn't think you're ready. It's, it's, yeah. it's so many things that come into play and it's not, it's not as cut and dry as people think as if you're bad or you're good. No. You're good. You're, you know, it, it's, there's so oh, yeah. many nuances. So That's I think, point. Me, yeah. Yeah, I think for me learning that and kind of coming to terms with it's not just black or white is, uh, is what kind of, I not regret, but I think I wish I would have understood a little bit yeah. before. Well, man, so we're, you're young. You're so young at that point. Yeah, too, exactly. man. You're learning yourself as a person too. So, you know, what? Not, um, situation to navigate as a youngster. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's funny because, I was one of my first weeks and this stuck with me forever was Ashton. Ashton Morgan told me that. I remember my first days. Uh, he's like, football is a lie. And he used to say, football is a lie. And I was like, I don't know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> I was like, Ash, you got to get out of here, bro. Like, I'm your shit up. Like, get out of here. It's like, what are you talking about? I didn't understand what he said. And he's like, you'll understand. You'll come to terms with it. That football is a lie that the hardest worker. And then I understood after it's like the hardest worker or the guy who deserves it or the guy who's quote unquote the best or maybe better than someone else may not necessarily get an opportunity yeah. because for whatever reason. And he's like, football is a lie. So you might see people who you think you're better than or know you're better than, or might be better than whatever Ooh. get an opportunity. And then you don't, and he's like, so football is a lie. And I'll, I'll never ever forget. <laughs> I hope he sees that. Wow. I remember that stuck with me for life. <laughs> it's a good quote. Yeah. Well, I, rem I listened to, um, you had uh, last year when you went into like the bu first bubble or the first lockdown, you did like a one soccer um, yeah. interview. I, uh, I listened to that like earlier this week. And um, yeah, just like one of the things that stands out is when you talk about that and like the lows of just like not having like a second team and like getting minutes and playing and like being able to like be like match fit or like getting those reps in is just so tough as well. It's tough, man. It's tough. And I mean, even guys are here going through it because like if you look at our schedule, we're playing like essentially Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. three days in between matches. And so what do you do? A typical post game the next day is recovery. And yeah. then you have a pregame session, set pieces, whatever it may be, light. And then you play again. Play so guys again. aren't playing even in this scenario. They have no way no, of yeah. you know, getting fit or match fit. Exactly. It's just, it was difficult. And at the time, it was difficult for me as well um, because – it's not as and like there was a second team to kind of play with at times and 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 go and get match match fitness but then it's like well the second team is in charlotte and the first team is in vancouver and the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the vancouver wants you to sit on the bench and you know you're not going to play and then you can't go play with the second team because yeah. so you, you find that kind of balance mm -hmm. and i remember i, I really remember is, is jim listing was like the strength and conditioning coach I told him, I said, I got to run. You know what I mean? Like I got to run. So when he, when Greg either made his third and final change or like he didn't make the third and final change and we didn't know what was going on. I remember I used to set up pylons on the side, uh, like cones on the sideline and just, just, just run, like do some suicides and stuff and all. Yeah, and yeah. like just kind of get my fitness in. And because I didn't know what my next match was going to be, was it going to be right. like Tuesday with, you know, the first team? I didn't know if I was going to play or not. Yeah. Or it be like Friday with the second team. And so it's, it's a, it was a strange thing to maneuver, but, I mean, you, you literally just have to take it upon yourself to just, you know, try to do what you can in order to yeah. be ready, you know? And, yeah. and that's, and that's with everything, you got to kind of do your own stuff, but yeah. it, was, it was definitely a difficult situation to maneuver and that's for sure. Uh, so talk about your, uh, obviously after TFC, talk about your adjustments to, uh, to Vaughn. You went to Vaughn right after that? Yeah, I went to Vaughn because I, I was, it went to Seattle for about a month and a half. I was with the second team in Seattle. And yeah. then, and then basically, yeah, like contract didn't, 
go through. It wasn't necessarily what I wanted at the time. So yeah. I said, no, I'd like, no, thank you. And we'll just move on to everything. So by the time that had gone through, there was really no other opportunities for me to, to find a club. And I kind of found myself in a stint with Bond, uh, which actually was like a really good time for me because it kind of just made me realize like that I still love the game and that I didn't want it to like yeah, go good. away. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember just like doing my fitness in the morning and training at night, fitness in the morning, training at night, knowing that, you know, when I went on trial or what team called me that I just wanted to be ready. So with Bond, it was awesome. Carm, Carm Nisako was like, yeah, you know, he's like another father figure to me in a way, yeah. you know, this guy on a, in a, on a drop of a, a drop of a dime will do anything for you to keep playing and, and try to help you in any sort of way. So I remember he was calling teams for me. My agent was talking to him and he was doing things and he's like, no, you can't stop playing. Like you got to find a team, this and that. So yeah. that time was really cool for me. And I ended up playing with like Joseph DiChiara, who was like at Calgary because he was in between clubs as well. Okay, so yeah. ended up being like a pretty good team and like, you know, we had some good times. Uh, and then like literally it was maybe like four or five months after that, I found that team in Spain that I kind of just touched on a little bit. It was like a third division, no, fourth division team in Spain. Yeah, I remember yeah. when you were over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I went to go train with them, and and it was it was like pretty cool because I trained and I actually played some matches, so it was it was dope to to get into there. But uh, literally, it was that time at Vaughn that kept me like sane in like playing yeah, something and, you and, needed. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know if you remember playing us. Remember we played you, <laughs> Ontario <laughs> Cup. Ontario Cup. It was There's like some a random hot day. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, that was joking. I remember that. Yeah, so Mike was on that team. Oh, I know that. Yeah, man, I remember that was like I don't got reschedule or push, but it was like a 10 a.m. kickoff in Vaughn for yes. us. Oh my god! Yeah, you're like unlocking memories for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. it was like 10 a.m. kickoff Vaughn. I think we got to like where we were meeting before, like. Keith and I had like a big night on the Saturday night and he was dead. We were both dead. And we met up at like the Tim Hortons in Niagara Falls, like on the Sunday morning. Oh and Keith God. was barely moving, bro. And we all just got to that pitch and you guys were like warming up and getting yeah, ready yeah. and we were all dead. <laughs> the classic, like the classic league one or league. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Three night pre uh pre-match beers oh and stuff. Oh, bro. I think you guys slapped us as well. I think it was like 20 minutes of like contention and then 70 minutes of just like <laughs> not at all. Uh, that's funny, man. That's funny. So after Vaughn, obviously, in that good situation for you, you ended up at Ottawa? Yeah, I went to the Fury. How was that? Was that, uh, was, was Jules then uh, the GM there? Jules the was the GM. So that's yeah. what I'm about. Yeah, because I know Jules from, from obviously my TFC days. I didn't play with yeah, him. Like he was, he was on the first Amazing team. guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was on the first team and and we actually had the same agent before when I was at TFC. So we kind of had like a connection. And uh, so I remember when I had come back from Spain, he had known I was in Toronto, whatever, without a club. And uh, I remember he called me, he's like, oh, why don't you like come in in January to, to Ottawa? Like, I already yeah. know everything about you type of thing. And I was like, yeah, like, that's that's perfect. Uh, so I ended up there and then I ended up sitting there for two seasons. And, and I loved it, man. Like, Were you there three, three years? Two seasons, two years. Oh, two seasons. Okay. I mean, I would have stayed more, to be honest. Like, I, I love the city. Like, obviously, I'm back. Uh, yeah. Good situation. Like, everything was good. I, I loved it. And obviously, we pulled it. But, like, Jules was, Jules was a good GM. He's a cool guy. And he knows oh, yeah. football. So, it was, like, a perfect situation for me. Sick. And you got to play. Uh, did you get to play against TFC? Yeah, yeah. We played them. How was that? I ended up playing them four times because it was two times each year I played them. Oh, okay. Canada. Canada. So, Canada. It was yeah. good. I mean, like you could tell like tfc was uh, a different level you know like greg had them well tuned like he, he yeah, knew they wanted and they were a very very good side top top players and you know guys that we know guys that we played with they're, they're very good also ash yeah Liam, like these guys are these guys are ballers in their own so that was it was fun though like going back home especially playing at BMO. i was gonna say how was it playing at bimo it was awesome, man. Like, cause I, I, experience there. Really, I never really played. Oh, I played there in friendlies. We played friendlies, yeah. Championship, yeah. But it's cool to just like play against them in more of like a meaningful match. Yeah. Especially in front of my friends and family. So family, that, was, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Those are cool times for sure. Oh uh, yeah. So you end up now, well, back in Ottawa, bro. So yeah. how, tell us about this league, man. How? What are your thoughts on this league and the team you're playing on now? I don't know if you yeah. guys you knew a lot of guys before coming in. Yeah, I think I think like people don't really understand how like good the level is like and I, I you know it even took me by surprise I'm not gonna lie because playing in the USL was it was a high high level and and it was really good playing against like really really good players week in and week out 
there's a lot of teams that were kind of, you know, younger teams in the USL that necessarily maybe didn't have a much experience or whatever. And, and you could tell the difference between like the Louisville, like the top end team and maybe like a second team of like S sporting Kansas city or like Atlanta, yeah. although Atlanta was good, but you know what I mean? I had that disparity. Yeah. yeah. Like in this, in this league, there's the eight teams and they're all basically like even, you know, it's all pretty good level. Like anyone could be anyone at any given day. And you see like the signings coming in, like they're, they're pretty big signings, you know, like, like to see that, yeah. yeah, like guys who have MLS experience, guys overseas, you know, top players who potentially even move on from here to get sold. Yeah. So like the, the level's, the level's pretty high. I mean, it's, it's difficult because in a situation like this, you're playing every three days. So it's not necessarily, you can't really yeah. show you're like fully match fit or you're not, you're tired because you just played 72 hours ago. So it's, it's difficult to showcase like the highest level, but at its peak, man, like, it's it's a good good league and and the level's really really high and, and I'm enjoying it and and for me it's it's like a perfect fit obviously Canadian football is growing and you get wow. to play at a high level it's like the it's a win win and all that yeah, you know? it's beautiful right I think it's so yeah. I think it's so be- beautiful and needed for like youth players to yeah. have a league like that like obviously there's the MLS but that's something that's underneath it now yeah is excellent yeah because the jump between like youth football and yeah. The- is like too, the big gap is way too big yeah yeah like because you guys have you had players like javinko you know what i mean like you have these top yes <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean but like you have these top top world footballers coming into the mls now and yeah like you know even getting sold like almiron getting sold to newcastle these guys moving on to like city out they give these big big players yeah. top top, and it's tough for someone who's like 16 even 17 like the maybe not an average but a good footballer who's 16 17 to make that jump is a really wow. big leap you know it's yeah. a really, really big leap so I think there's like that in between now with like even the USL and, and the CPL is yeah. that it's that in between where you can play actually at a really high level, develop and hone your skills and then jump into, you know, the MLS when you're like fully fit or fully ready and think you deserve a chance. And I mean, even Joel Waterman, for example, like he had a really good season at, at Calgary and then gets jumped into the MLS and he's good. Like, and he's ready. Yeah. You know, there's that in between where he's like progress, progress, progress. Boom. Okay. MLS and he's playing. So it's, it's, it's cool to see. That's dope. Yeah, it's dope, man. It's really dope. Um, did you, uh, so you guys got word that you got to, when do you get to leave the bubble? I heard that's coming up soon. Yeah. So we have a game tomorrow night at 930, uh, our time, we're at 10:30 Eastern time. And then we play on Wednesday night and we leave Thursday morning, Thursday morning. We're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, listen, like it's, it's fine because we're playing games. You know what I mean? Like, so obviously everyone wants to play games. But just being cooped up like yeah no i get it man like you don't get to go home see your no. people like leave yeah i know and, and like we've been joking like amongst ourselves like if you lose a game i don't want to see my teammate you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah i think i have to wake up i have dinner with them after the game and i gotta wake up in the morning i'm sitting at the table like, <laughs> yeah you need that break you know, if I, like if we lose a game at home and I see my teammate on the street, I'm not seeing him. I'm not even saying hi. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> walking there like this, and I'm not even gonna say hi because I'll see you at training tomorrow. We'll deal with it then. You know, I'm not doing it. So, uh, but yeah, here it's difficult because then no matter what you see, the, and then you like I said, you see the players that you just lost to, or you know, what I mean? yeah, it's, it's all of it is difficult. So I can't wait. Like Thursday, we'll, Thursday morning, we'll be home. That'll be good. We have like a 12 day. Uh, kind of re- not rest but like 12 day break in between games so okay between you start, uh, God, yeah yeah it kind of gives us a little bit of a breathing room to- you guys still play at that same stadium in uh ottawa uh, yeah yeah so yeah. it'll be at td place which is like it's a big nice. cfl okay. stadium for yeah CFL, and it's, yeah, it's it's great man i think they, they even put new turf down so that's good Unreal. i was gonna say what are you guys doing like in the hotel like you said like you're just constantly seeing your teammates seeing the players like what do you have to do to not talk football or like talk about the, what's going on. You literally can't. You can't, can't escape, <laughs> can't escape like, it. Like you, like yeah, you have like things in common with your friends. Like and you know, every team has their little clicks because you automatically gravitate towards like people that have interests. You know, like it's just yeah. happens naturally. So yeah, you can talk about like whether it's shoes or whatever your hobbies outside. But then ten minutes later, you're back into football. And you're talking <laughs> yeah. <about it. laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I want to switch off for a little bit, but you can't because yeah. it's just like, in you. You know. Meanwhile, when we go home, like I see, I see my, my girl, and, and it's like we don't even talk about soccer. soccer yeah, exactly. Soccer, it doesn't exist in this house, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys get like a what's like the the fee, like the meals like? Do you get like the continental breakfast in the morning? Is it like shitty bagels and like those peanut butter packages, or do you get something good? You know what? They've actually been good this year. Last year, I mean, I know people like were saying the food was terrible last year, and they weren't wrong. So I'll just. <laughs> 
but uh, no, this year it's better. Like they're giving us like like oatmeal, like eggs and stuff. Like I'm vegan now, so I don't eat, but whatever. Like they have like the oatmeal, the eggs, the bagels, stuff like that. So they have that. And the food's actually been good, to be honest. The problem is, is there's only so much you can have because we've been here for so yeah. long. So they can get Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like for the first week or two weeks, you're like, okay, this is fine. But then after like five weeks, you're like, all right, like I, I don't want these beans anymore. Like <laughs> I don't want this. Just, like get this away from me. So <laughs> no, but it's been good. It's actually the food's been good. It's just repetitive, you know. Yeah, that's fair. not their fault. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but before we finish up, man, tell us about this. Uh, I was reading up about athlete ally, and you're yeah. a master for them. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's 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 dope, man. I'm glad you asked me about that too because I was uh, there's a player at North Carolina FC. And he had kind of approached, uh, actually, I think, I don't even know how I found out. It was maybe through someone else, a teammate who knew him and, and kind of brought it up. And mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I saw it, I came across and I was like, oh, I really want to be a part of this. So I want to do whatever I can in terms of just how, you know, how little or how big it may be. Uh, to yeah. do it. And, and then reached out to him. It was Austin Deleuze. That's, um, we kind of came into contact. He kind of gave me a little bit of a rundown of it, said, listen, like it's, literally however you want to do it there's no real guidelines to it like this is how we run things like we we donate per game for win whatever but it's like there's no guidelines like however you you want to do it you can do it i was like oh that's pretty cool so then i i you know i took i took it that first year i did it with him and then it's kind of just stuck with me for for the last like four years now so and it's something i like it it's hard to talk about in 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 especially in locker rooms where people may be more sensitive to it or not yeah you know, the LGBTQ plus community and like the inclusion in sports is, I mean, you guys know how locker rooms are. Like they could be yeah. very difficult to even mention anything in that sense, you know? Yeah, and, of course. And so for me, it's like, if I can just, you know, open up and be like, Hey, like it's okay type of thing. If I can help someone, even like a fraction is like my goal, you know, yeah, I, like right. the money is one thing and the money to donate is obviously is important, but it's, it, that's not the goal. It, the, the thing is to, to, you know, at least shed light and, and yeah, know it's, it's fine. Right. Like, it's like, if you're, if you can play soccer, you can play soccer. It doesn't matter. Like your race, yeah, yeah. sexuality, you're really like, it shouldn't matter. You know? And I think, yeah. I think the majority of people now understand that, but there's still like that, that fraction of people that is, that is like, they don't, you know, and, and yeah. it's, it's, it's getting them over the finish line and getting them over that line and being like, okay, like everyone can play no matter what exactly and then yeah and so i thought it was just something cool to be a part of and i i, I don't i don't see myself ever stopping it really and when did you start with that part a little partnership there? yeah i think it was like i think it was four years ago now might have been oh, wow. uh, yeah yeah that makes sense four seasons ago yeah okay no, really yeah, cool, man. Cool, man. I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it honestly no, and it was tough because it like last year during covid we weren't playing games or anything so usually you do it by game and yeah. uh, I remember it was, like we did it by like kilometer ran for a week. So I was like, you find ways to get yeah, yeah. people. So it's, it's cool. It's cool. That's no, really dope, man. Yeah. Real dope. Well, you got anything else before we wrap up here? Uh, I, mean, I could probably talk to you for like hours. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that now. Um, no, that's, that's wicked. I, I really like that partnership at the end. No, that's really like, cool. That's, that's wicked. Like, I don't know if you know, but like, I'm a, I'm a teacher and I work with kids like all the time and like really young ones as well. So like, we have these chats like all the time and just like yeah. inclusive environments is just so, so important. So, um, yeah. as like a footballer and actually like having that voice and that platform is just amazing to see as well. Yeah. I appreciate that man, because it's, uh, like I said, how little or how big my impact is, doesn't matter because as, yeah. long, as long as I'm doing something or at least having a voice out there is, is what matters. No, so. for sure, man. Appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, so let's finish off these quick hitters, Pat. You want to, you want to give them to Chris or should I? I'll do the, I can do the first one. You do the first one. Go ahead. Okay. So you mentioned that you went on like holidays and stuff like that. Like obviously when you get past Winnipeg, Where's like the first like vacation spot that you want to kind of hit like with your girl or like traveling or going anywhere? Honestly, I love the Dominican. Like I love going to just sit on the beach. So <laughs> do nothing. Like a little, little all inclusive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because legit, like the, it's so stressful. Just like everything you go through in the season. Yeah. I love, and don't get me wrong. I love traveling to like different cities and like Europe and going to see new cultures. But like for a week, I just want to go sit on the beach. Do Dominican. I'll just say that. Do That's nothing. Fair. That's fair. Okay, how about what's been the best uh, best place atmosphere wise for CPL that you've played in? 
Why? Not counting your home or or anywhere or well, anywhere. Yeah. Okay, I'll go see any games. I've only I've only just a couple place. Yeah, I've only ever played one place in the CPL because of the thing. It was true. yeah, but it was, it was actually it was really dope because the fans are like they get on you. They yeah. really they 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 get after you and they're like they're saying some mean shit to me and I'm looking around like <laughs> that hurt man. Like, <laughs> just leave me alone, please. I'm just trying to play here. So, I think that was that was a pretty cool place uh, in terms of ever. Ooh, that's tough. Uh, Cincinnati when they were in the USL was pretty cool. Bro, I heard they're crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're not, crazy. And like, and the USL didn't get that many fans. Like maybe yeah. six, seven, eight thousand if you're lucky. Nine thousand if you're really lucky type of thing. Double digits if you're super, super lucky. But they used to get like 30,000 on like a Wednesday night in the USL. Yeah. So we used to roll up and they used to be like yelling at our bus and like, <laughs> Yo, am I the Champions League here? I was like, I, didn't <laughs> I think that was probably one of the coolest places to play in a way. Okay. You got the next one, Bob? Yeah, I was going to say, you kind of mentioned it just when we were talking about the food, but your decision to go um, vegan and like plant-based. So like, when did that happen? And how's it been going since? Uh, I'm yeah. interested to hear this because I think uh, this is something I've been wanting to do in, my, in the future. Down yeah. line when I'm old. So I want to hear this. <laughs> when you're old. <laughs> 30 40 plus old man <laughs> no, I, for, for me it was uh i don't know it wasn't really like anything that clicked or like oh, i was like i have to go vegan i've had stomach issues for like a long time in terms of just like digesting food and i've talked to like a few nutritionists and trying to help me uh figure out what's going on with my stomach and like digestive system and one of them mentioned like hey like why don't you try going vegan and I said, like, sure. And I remember she helped me out trying to make sure I got all the nutrients and making sure I was doing the right thing. And uh, I did it. And I kind of never looked back because, really? yeah, the improvements that I had in, like, my digestive system, like, and I, I'm lactose intolerant as well. So I didn't have dairy uh, okay. for a long time. Okay. I didn't have dairy for a long time anyway. So, like, eating the cheese, no milk, that was, like, no problem for me because I'd yeah. already been doing that for a long time. And then it was basically just getting myself off, like, chicken and steak and, which is like the easiest thing to make. You know what I mean? Like you're in a hurry, just throw in a piece of chicken or something like that. It's just the yeah. easy to make, especially at home. So I think that was probably like the most difficult thing was like getting enough protein, but it was more just like my, my digestive stuff that made me make the switch. I felt great after that. And then I just never looked back. So when was that? When did you make that switch? That was, uh, I want to say like just over like almost three years ago. Yeah. Like two and a half, three years ago. Oh, so. Yeah. So I've been doing it ever since and I feel good. Did you notice like a, a like, well, not like an immediate, but like kind of like a difference in performance after a while? Yeah. Like, like, honestly, like I had to really think about it. You know, it wasn't something that I was like, whoa, like I feel like so much better because yeah. I'm so yeah. much, so many people that like, lie where it's like, oh, I, I ate vegan for like a week and I swear I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like I have no problems anywhere. It's like, no, that wasn't my case. It was more just trying to deflect, like, see my stomach and how it was and i and i noticed that like i was I almost for at one point i had a little bit of muscle fatigue or like muscle weakness i noticed because i wasn't getting enough protein so yeah. then i had this you know i talked to my interest like okay make sure you're supplementing with like more protein powders make sure you have like the tofu make sure you're getting enough protein but then once i found that balance i realized like like one my digestive stuff was better i felt like just lighter i felt like i could move better and and, and I'm not even advocating for like everyone to go vegan because I've had people go vegan. They like feel terrible, you know? So yeah. it's more just like find your, like what works for you best. And this seemed to work best for me. So I'm going to like stick to it because I've had the opposite where people go vegan, like I said, and just hate it. And yeah. Like, don't feel good. yeah, bro. I feel like years ago, like when people were vegan, like their alternative was like, just like carrots and hummus. And that's all they would eat. But like now you go like anywhere, you just yeah. get any menu has like the vegan options has like, there's so much more alternatives out there. and so more, so much more common. Exactly. Exactly. I can actually go out to eat with like my girlfriend and not have to like spend an hour choosing a place. Yeah, restaurant, yeah. <laughs> yeah bro. Yeah. Cause I think I saw um, Hector Bellerin has like come out and talked about it. I think Djokovic is oh, yeah. uh, vegan yeah. as well he's talked about it as well so um yeah chris interesting paul. to see who do you say i'm in good chris company paul. oh chris paul yeah, yeah in good company yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right another one we got man maybe coolest celebrity or star you've crossed paths with in, through your journey this is a random one jamie fox 
It was, yeah, it, it was <laughs> Jamie Foxx. When I'm, when I'm telling you it's random, I mean like the most random thing of my life. So I'll never forget TFC sent us to a, who was game six of the playoffs? It was the Raptors versus Cleveland. I don't even remember what year it was. It might have been 2015 or 2016. But so they sent, they put us, they gave us tickets, they put us in a box. So it was like me, Nick Hagland, I think, I don't know if Ash was there, but there was a few of us there. And I was sitting in the box and I remember hearing a knock on the door. And I said, okay, whatever. And D Row was there and he opened the door and it was Jamie Foxx. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I'm like, what about, the, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm 20 years old. I'm like, looking around. I'm like, so they're in the box. There's like three rows. You're sitting in the box. And this guy comes and sits like right in front of us. And he's like, hey, how's it going? Like, starts dapping us up. I'm just like, what? <laughs> I'm just at this Raptors game and Jamie, Foxx, and then all of a sudden he starts like chatting to us, like the whole game, like just starts like, just talking to us about stories. And like, I'm telling you, this guy is exactly the way he, you were like, yeah. he's like energetic, like gump, jumping up and down. He was on FaceTime with like two different people at once. <laughs> I was like, well, what is going on? And then he like, he gets off FaceTime. He looks around. He's like, let's go to a uh, shirt club in the ACC. Yeah. So I'm like, what? I'm like literally 20 years old. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I just like left my parents, like just said bye to them. I'm going to Raptors again. And all of a sudden I'm in the Sure Club and all I see like Drake at Sure Club at halftime. And I'm like, what's going on? So that was probably like my craziest like celebrity. Oh, like, I have a picture with him. I was like, I have to take a picture of this. Yeah, of course. Like I have oh, to. Naturally. And then it was uh, what? We said like favorite player or like craziest player that you've like gone up against or. Oof. I mean, I think the, the craziest player I've ever played against was probably Kaká because, like, we played in Orlando City. Yeah, Orlando, yeah. When we was at Orlando, and we played, oh yeah, like, bro, that like, would be like that guy is like one of my prime. Kaká was different, yeah. different. Like, we seen a lot, and this guy's huge. Like, yeah, he's big, bro. Because they came, uh, we saw them. I don't know if you're at the academy then. Remember when Madrid came? When Real Madrid came, bro, I remember him being like, yo, Kaká's tall, bro. Yeah, this guy's tall. So I remember seeing yeah. him, and he's just like, what? this guy's lanky. I was like, I didn't know Play TFC, bro, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I remember playing. You got to play City, too, no? Yeah, oh, yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. David Silva and Aguero, those were two. And I got a Aguero's jersey. That was that was pretty dope. That was oh, you got a Aguero's jersey? Yeah. I'm going to be our next question. Best player jersey swap. Oh, yeah, that, that Aguero, for sure. I mean, <laughs> he, didn't take, he didn't take mine, but I... <laughs> I remember, I remember, no I came way, you got his like the 20th minute. I came on the 20th, minute and Greg was like, Oh, you're gonna go center back. And I was like, What? And like, I look, I look on who's a field, I'm like, Yo, that's Sergio Aguero up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked on, and I, I remember the first minute I said, I went like this. I was like, Jersey, he's like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's unreal, though. Yeah, yeah, that, that's my best one for sure. Jeez, where do you have that shirt now? Like, where do you have that jersey? That's it. That's in my room. I actually haven't gotten it framed, but yeah, I'm yeah, I gotta frame that for well, sure. Well, yeah, hanging out in my room in Toronto. Also, you're saying Kaka's six one. Yeah, but I didn't know he was that tall. Yeah, I didn't know he was that yeah. tall either. You know what I mean, like, yeah, it's he's crazy. not like huge, but I didn't think he was that tall. And maybe he doesn't play like he's tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean? yeah, he's like quick. He moves like he's shifty. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's because uh, it's because Keith's short, man. So everyone's tall compared to him. Yeah, bro. This guy's the same height as me. So <laughs> Not a chance. I'm the same height as Kaka, bro. All right, last one. Yeah, all right. Hey, you played. You obviously played with a lot, a lot of quality players, man. You're gonna, you gotta try and give us an eleven aside team of guys you played with, goalie included. Eleven aside. And heads up, like Ash did this, and Ash like <laughs> did pick like all of like guys he was like played with when he was like U sixteen, U seventeen, and then like once he got up to like nine or ten guys, he just yeah, he, he scrapped it all he and scrapped then it all started all again. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, hold guys, you laced it up with. Okay, and goalie. I'm gonna have to put uh, my boy Callum Irving. Hey, Callum, that's my boy. My no boy Callum. Callum. Yeah, I went to one camp, Canada camp with yeah. him. He's hilarious. That guy. My boy Callum Irving, right back. Who? That's a tough one. I'm trying to think of right backs I played with. Uh, oh, Carl Howarth when I was in Ottawa. Good, good, good footballer. Good right back. Bro. I'm gonna go with Daniel as a center back because this guy's an absolute rock, bro. Monster. Um, center back. Daniel and who would be a good partner with him? I'm trying to think of guys I played with. 
Stephen Caldwell, those two at the back would be they were crazy at TSC. And I think those I put those two. I put Ash at left back because the guy just bombs on and <laughs> yeah. I'll put him at left back. I'll you put, put yourself. Yourself has to be you have to be. Yeah, hey, I'll put myself. I'll put Charlie Ward. I played with him, baller, English boy. I'll put Wags. Um, Wags. Okay. This guy was a. I still I still think he would be one of the top pros if he didn't have the most messed up hips I've ever seen. <laughs> I know, you can't run, bro. This guy cannot move anymore. So I'll put him because he was a, a Wags was a baller, man. Oh, he was incredible, man. This guy was, yeah, different level. Uh, and who would I go with up top? I'll put Jay Hams up top, Jordan Hamilton up top because okay. he can still, he likes to call himself Busnetta. So I'll, I'll give him <laughs> like the most Jordan Hamilton nickname. So I'll give him back. <laughs> Uh, left wing. <laughs> what a name. What's that up, bro? That's yeah, that's name, it's, bro. It's, it's left wingers that I've played yes. with players. Um, who, who, I don't even remember who, I don't even remember some of the wingers I've played with. You're looking at one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. Like, you know, no, I don't gotta, I don't gotta be in there. Uh, who else was, I don't even remember like guys from way back who I've even played with recently, like no one's standing out to me, which is a problem. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'll go with, I'll go Michael Petrasso all wide right. Yeah, Petrasso. Petrasso. Where, where's he playing? Right. He's in the league, right? Yeah, yeah, he's in the league. I'll go Petrasso wide right. And I'll put, uh, I'll play an inverted winger and I'll put Joseph DeCaro out wide left because he can kind of come inside in the pockets. I'll put him out there. Okay. I feel, like a, I feel like that's a solid team. That's a good team. Yeah. That's a good team. strong team. <laughs> but, uh, man, I appreciate you coming on. Before we go, though, if you need to plug anything, tell the people. Anything you need to plug, let it let them know. Athletic Ottawa, man, I'll just plug our club. Uh, you know, we're trying to do big things. You got you to gotta support, so try to support our club, try to support everything we do and, and kind of support my journey if you want through uh, Athlete Ally and playing for pride if uh, – you know, my donations are ending at the end of this bubble. Uh, I'll be tweeting out kind of my final tally of, of whatever uh, the tally is for the month and for the games played. And if you guys want to support me, whoever wants to match my donations or match any donations, you can DM me and uh, potentially win a jersey. And that's that's pretty much all I got to say. But thank what's you for the, having me. What's the Twitter? Wait, for, what's the Twitter? Uh, C10 Manila is my Twitter. C10 Manila Insta? Uh, C underscore Manila. Yeah. So give him a follow. Great guy. Follow the funny. <laughs> Lenny's journey this year. We'll be watching. We'll definitely have to have you back on, man, during the season. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'd love to come. Hell, if you see Sergio, even Petrasso, too, and Manu, they yeah. all need to come on here. Uh, all right. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get them all on here. Yeah, for sure. Talk to Serge. Yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah. You'll have a blast with him. Uh, have anything else? No, bro. Thank you for so much for coming on. It was great. I appreciate it, guys. This is awesome, man. It's good to see you. Good to see, obviously, Keith, and good to, like, formally yeah. meet you for the first time. So, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Hopefully, in the future, we'll do something in person, which would be sick. Maybe at the oh, cafe. Shout out to Sonder Cafe. 100%. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll shoot it at the Sonder Cafe. <laughs> yeah. Make sure we got the, the flat whites going, because I know. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks again, Chris. And this yeah, has been you, another bro. episode of Just Offside Podcast with myself, Keith Makubia. And myself, Michael Pavella. All right. Peace out. We'll see y'all soon.